Strap on your boots, throw the title over your shoulder, and stumble to the middle of the ring for a double choke slam from the Brothers of Discussion. Woo! Happy uh, missing WrestleMania. Yeah. Not not doing anything for that. You know, you know, a lot of these low end podcasts they'll just you know oversaturate you with episodes around WrestleMania weekend. Not the Brothers of Discussion. You got yep. one NXT preview. That's it. <laughs> We didn't say nothing about no WrestleMania, about Raw, SmackDown, none of that stuff. We don't do that. Not here. This is we, a real we show. Definitely, we've definitely differentiated ourselves between our podcast and others because we, we are the bar. The, we skip the big shows. Yeah. Which, you know, honestly, nobody's going to listen to every WrestleMania show. Right. Uh, and, and everybody's going to be so tuckered out from all that WrestleMania recap. Yeah. They're not gonna. They're not gonna remember to do what we're doing right now. Yeah, which I mean, is uh, which is uh, recapping WrestleMania. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do a week later. That's what you want to hear is <laughs> more WrestleMania coverage a week later. Um, but yeah, we want to also touch on some of the new stuff coming out next week with the big draft. But before we do, I know Mr. Matt, brother of discussion, Matt wants to fill you in on the brothers of discussion details. Fill them in, Matt. Well, everywhere uh, you wait, I'm sorry. Everything that you want to see from from the brothers of discussion can be found at bodpodcast.com. I think what you were trying to say is every fucking thing you could ever want from the brothers of discussion. All right, from from any website ever <laughs> can be found on bodpodcast.com. We've got recipes, uh, we've got porn, uh, we've, got, we've got everything. Yep. You can book tickets um, to things, um, do your taxes, and get um, a seven-day uh, grace period. It's it's not a delay. It's a seven-day grace period on all your favorite reviews of all your favorite pay-per-view events. Yep. Uh, but you can find, find links to the podcast, uh, which will be found on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. Uh, or you can find links to our Twitter and Facebook, which uh, if you don't feel like uh, going that route, we are at BOD Podcast. Again, at BOD Podcast. Uh, so again, everything can be found on BODpodcast.com. Head over there. Uh, come say hi. Read the latest articles, which uh, yeah, we had a we had a pretty good uh, weekend for articles. Uh, I put up uh, five up there. Um, Woo! I, I pretty much... Ooh, doggies. Um, embarrassed myself just just a wee bit on the old uh, Monday Night Raw uh, hopefuls, and and we'll go over that in a little bit uh, with all the uh, superstar introductions uh, and call-ups. Yeah, Jesus. there was a lot of um, those. Holy mackerel. But, but before the WWE could make that massive mistake, uh, they had NXT TakeOver and WrestleMania, which... Uh, NXT TakeOver was not successful for the Brothers of Discussion um, in regards to what uh, Undisputed Era was able to uh, to do, but... Um, well, that, uh, what you mean is our none of our predictions came to fruition. Uh, yeah. But I would say that show was like an A++++. I, I think I loved yeah. every single match on that card. Um, 
Very impressive. Uh, as all the superstars put on Twitter, um, you know, this will be hard for WrestleMania to live up to. Um, and, and, and it's two different shows. It really is. It's it's <clears throat> honestly, in my opinion, it's comparing apples and oranges uh, where WrestleMania is the epitome of sports entertainment and NXT is the highest level of, I think, professional wrestling uh performances uh you're gonna see anywhere and, and and people get mad and talk about ring of honor or new japan or something like that uh but uh, you know that's that is the height of pro wrestling that weekend i think is going to be nxt takeover and not that there isn't great pro wrestling at wrestlemania but that really is the height of sports entertainment and um i it it's hard to compare the two when you think about it that way but i think if you look at it from a strict strictly wrestling performance uh area it, it, it's it, it was nxt that that won the weekend uh i know uh saying that i mean you know i know we're, we're coming in a, a week late um we want to try and crunch some of the uh some of the analysis here you know uh try to cover both shows at once in one episode um it's gonna be really tough to do when you consider that's about nine hours worth of programming um but uh yeah wrestling wise nxt couldn't be topped um but you know wrestlemania the spectacle itself um that can't be topped so you're right i like that you're saying it's it's two different viewing experiences for sure um one focusing more on the actual sport of wrestling the other one focusing more on the actual entertainment factor um and I guess, uh, like, I, I, oh, I was gonna say, I think you're getting to uh, how we how we are going to kind of squish this into one episode and and kind of go over our five unforgettable moments from this weekend. Five unforgettable moments. Uh, yeah, like things I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna revisit in the future. You know, and I have some downtime, and I'm like, ooh, you know, I want to uh, zip back into this um, and watch it again. Yeah. Um, and I'll start with some of my some of the things I really like from NXT. Um, one of them was just that, uh, Velveteen Dream 20-foot elbow drop off the ladder. Um, yeah. totally unnecessary, but I feel like that guy was like, you know, I gotta create my own, uh, push here since they're not gonna give me any wins. God damn it, I'm flinging my body off this ladder. Um, the crowd loved it. It looked beautiful. Um, I do wish it, it had taken Lars out of the match. I think he was, he was, you know, he was injured for maybe 10 seconds, and then he was back to being Sullivan. But um, still a really cool spot, but unquestionably the one one guy who, who owned the night, uh, you'd have to say it was Adam Cole. Uh, Jesus. Uh, that ladder match itself, you know, usually I think WWE has, seems like there's kind of a recipe for matches. Um, yeah. Especially, like, if you think about a Money in the Bank. I feel like it's usually about 20, 25 minutes. You know, everybody gets, you know, a few minutes to look strong, and then there's some cool ladder spots. But this this was a monster. It's like 45 minutes long. It was almost an hour. Um, and the, the cool part about that is it made the false finishes uh, that much more of a surprise for the crowd because he thought okay now it's over okay well now it's definitely over oh my god it's still not over um so that it really kind of had you on the edge of your seat because you didn't know yeah. if you know ricochet was going to pull out the victory if ec3 yeah. was going to end up doing it 
And my God, there was actually, you could say, wow, they're really going to give it to Lars. They're really going to give it to Killian. Um, and then eventually it, it went to probably the guy who's the most over of all those people in that match, Adam Cole. Um, so... Is there, uh, can I, so just to clarify, this is, out of five, this is your number five moment is the ladder match? Yeah. Okay. I, I, (laughs) you jumped right in, Tuck. I thought your number five moment was just the Velveteen Dream elbow drop, and I was like, uh, It's it's tough. There's so much to go over there. Um, I mean, that was a cool spot, (laughs) but, um. Yeah, no, I was like, like, okay. I'm going to go back and rewatch Adam Cole. Uh, performing in that match, and then also performing in the tag team match. So I'm just kind of giving him slot number five. That's what I'm looking at. I like that. Yeah. uh, I'm going to jump over to to WrestleMania and give my my number five is something. And as you put it, I I, I tried to think of it as, what am I going to go back and watch? Uh, Because even while I should be rewatching WrestleMania, what popped up on, uh, you know, WrestleMania 34, popped up on my phone this morning was uh, WrestleMania 25 and Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker going at it. So what did I do when I woke up? I watched that. So that was a complete waste of time when it comes to recording this podcast. Yep. Uh, so basically, Mike, that's my number five is that match. No, I'm kidding. Uh, number five was what what I think I'll be going back to and re-watching uh, and not feeling bored is uh, Ronda Rousey's debut. Um, I, I gave her a lot of flack the last few weeks. Um, I didn't like that she wasn't showing up to shows, but, uh, damn, did, in, in a debut, uh, for someone that has a lot behind her and things that are like, you know, uh, can, can she wrestle? And that's a, that's a tough thing to overcome. And, you know, I think, I think she proved to us that that's where she's going to shine in the ring, which, which should be... Should be pretty important uh, for the WWE fans. Uh, should be something that they should they should relax going forward, uh, knowing that she can look pretty great, especially against someone like Stephanie McMahon in the ring. Um, and, and and damn it all if they didn't book that match pretty good with uh, her going toe to toe with Triple H as well. I just I thought the booking was fun. I think it was clunky because of who is in the match, uh, but I I don't think the clunkiness came from Ronda Rousey. And, and the way they booked it too, I, I think it's it's not going to be a problem finding something for her to do for the next year, for the next two years, and the next three years. And I think we know eventually she's going to be holding the, one of those belts. And uh, when you want to go back and look at the stages of someone's career, this is going to be a match I'm going to go back to. Yeah, um, I, I read some some um like some perspectives that that said well maybe they were trying to make her look a little shaky on purpose at first um and that's that i always feel like that's wishful thinking it's kind of like when daniel bryan had that magic run in in uh wrestlemania 30 that year like oh wwe knew you know they were just gonna pull the rug out from under us and then give daniel a big shot at wrestlemania it's like no we we made that happen so i i don't know if I don't know if I necessarily agree with Ronda, you know, purposefully flubbing promos and looking clunky in the ring, you know, uh, on the Monday yeah, Night Raw sitting up to it. That None of that matters, though. I don't believe that. And, man, she hit it out of the park. It wasn't yeah. just that... Um, it's not like it was a five-minute match. You know, it was about 20 minutes. Um, she had a lot of work to do. She didn't just get to, you know pop Triple H through a table or anything like that. She 
you know, to borrow our fa- one of our favorite quotes, you know, I cannot hit myself. She was hitting the crap out of Triple H and Stephanie. Um, she's giving yeah. them the full, you know, body blows, shots to the head, um, throwing in a hurricane rana, um, you know, go, yeah, uh, hitting the ropes proved. with some aggression, uh, throwing in some um, some taunts that looked really good. Um, doing her own version of like the little Brock Lesnar dance, like that you know that pre prep before she beats the crap out of you. Um, yeah. I think she wore the emotions really well. I think when she was calling out for Kurt to tag her in, like it seemed like real legitimate, um, like desperation and enthusiasm, and like you know trying to give him some inspiration. You know, um, I thought the like this like the character storylines were like a plus. Um, I thought the, the build-up to those, uh, like, the pedigrees and her making the save, it was like she's been wrestling forever. Um, I yeah. would say she looks better than some of the women who've been doing it, you know, year-round. Uh, like, yeah. she's that impressive. Um, I know that when you do a match like that, you know, they probably had some time to practice it. Um, you know, kind of help her out with, you know, a little bit of the choreography. But, man, it, it looked so fluid. It didn't look like she was, you know, counting her dance steps at all. She... She nailed it, um, and she's at a WrestleMania crowd, you know, a crowd that, you know, if you want to use Roman Reigns as an example, is, you know, traditionally a little, you know, a little snarky, um, you know, a little self-aware, you know, not always given the reaction that you, you know, that the, you know, WWE necessarily wants, and right, they were loving it, man, they, they were, you know, yelling at her to break Stephanie's arm, which was one of my favorite chants, um, yeah. But yeah, I love that finisher. I, I liked her move set. The only thing I would change on, on poor Ronda is I, I think she's definitely seen it out of me. She needs to get some new lower body ring attire. Um, I don't know if they kept giving her a wedgie, <laughs> um, but she's she's doing a lot of digging. Um, hopefully get her like some shorts like she used to use in UFC. I think she'd really like that a lot going forward. Yeah, that that, that would be... <laughs> That would be cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but for me, that 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 was just something that when it when it comes to storylines and it comes to, um, I mean, I mean that was that was all around just a good sports entertainment uh, performance. I, I just the drama was there, like you said, and I think what was really refreshing was to see that her background in judo and UFC it really helps her. Uh, number one, she's already an athletic individual, and she pulled it off. But then it, it just—it really fits into to a pro wrestling style. And uh, yeah, again, I, I loved it. It's my number five moment. Um, I don't know, Mike. You want to jump into your your number four? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I would say that I'm going to go back into NXT. Yeah. Um, and kind of piggybacking off the Adam Cole uh, moment. Um, another one I'd want to watch just because it's it's the genesis of this new um, faction, essentially, is Undisputed Era adding Roderick Strong. We've been pissing and moaning for weeks that Roderick Strong, you know, he can do submission, his strikes look strong, um, you know, he's got the look, but who who is this man? And now we finally get some character yeah. out of this guy, and he's like, damn it, I'm putting an Undisputed Era armband on my arm. And I'm joining. I'm in. You know, I'm selling out. I'm joining the group. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I really like that idea of, you know, if they're if they're really gonna treat these guys like the NWO, it, it makes sense that they you know, somebody on the outside who's been kind of struggling, not winning, like why wouldn't you align yourself with that team? You know, why wouldn't you, you know, side with the winners, you know, even if it, it means you gotta, you know, win by hook or crook, you know. Um, I can't wait to see what's next for Roderick Strong. We didn't really get a taste this week on NXT Live. Um, you know, it was just kind of a couple, it looked like a couple, like, dark matches uh, mm-hmm. from TakeOver that yeah, they broadcast. Yeah, same thing that happened last year. Yeah. Um, so we'll get a taste of that next week, but, man, like, if you want to write a way to make Roderick Strong interesting, they, phew, another home run. Um, yeah. Whoever's writing that NXT right now, you did it. Nailed it. Yeah, that, that was something, too, where, you know, we've been talking for a while how, how vanilla he is, and that's something that I was just so excited to see <coughs> him not win anything because uh, I, I just felt like he popped up on every show, uh, and I, it's just, I didn't get it. Like, I don't, he would he would kind of show up as, like, a surprise on 205 Live, and everybody would go nuts, and I recognized his name. You know, it wasn't, it, it was just, it was like, okay, it's great. I'd rather see someone else get a shot than him just pop up on every show. So he just all of a sudden became the guy I was rooting against on every, you know, every chance I saw him. Um, and even when he's partnered with someone like Pete Dunn, I was still like, okay, I, I get it. Uh, you know why they would want to do this, but please don't. Um, and and they didn't. Thankfully, uh, they went in a different direction, and now, uh, you know, I, I, this just means more coverage of Roderick Strong, so hopefully <laughs> what you always want changes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, was, I, was, uh, I thought it was worse. Like, you were rooting against him. I was just totally neutral. Like, oh, he's on TV. I'll, you know, probably see a you know, very capable wrestler and, you know, there'll be an outcome and, you know, I'll get on with my life. But now right. I have an actual investment to see you know, who's he going to screw over next? You know, they play the numbers game, the Undisputed Era. He's he's going to get to cut promos with Adam Cole. Well, what I'm what I'm taking away is that, um, and, and I'll talk about this more, but I, I it's more important for me that Roderick Strong did not win the tag titles, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with him going forward. Uh, I really hope this is an opportunity to make him interesting. And if it if it just turns into him being in the background or him not saying anything, and I just have to see his stupid face with my favorite faction, I don't know if that's a victory. <laughs> that just means that he gets more TV time, and they haven't done anything with his character. So I hope. Well, it works. I hope this means something something different's gonna happen. I think it, it, it worked on three levels. Like it it made undisputed era, you know, kind of turn them into like an evil corporation. Um, yeah. Gave Roderick Strong some character motivation and some some insight into who he is, and then it helps build a feud with Pete Dunne because I, I can't imagine that Pete Dunne is just gonna be like, okay, I you know I was gonna win the tag team titles and now this guy decided he doesn't want to be my friend anymore. You know I'll go I'll go play ball somewhere else. Like, yeah, no, that's that, set up that, three different things. It was a really cool move. Yeah, that, that feud will happen, but it won't be a long lasting one. I don't think. I think that'll be a let's you know. Let's finish up that idea, and then and then they'll move on. So I don't know if that'll just be they beat they all they all jump Pete Dunn in like a match between Roderick Strong and Pete Dunn, and then that'll be, you know, he'll he'll go off and do something else. I 
I, uh, I I'll just I'll I'll hold my breath and hope that uh, that they do something interesting with that character. Uh, my number four was uh, Lesnar getting what I'm calling a surprise win on uh, on Roman Reigns. Um, he was the underdog. I've, yeah, I've read some articles about the match being changed midway through, which I, as much as you know. Um, your your story about switching Daniel Bryan or uh, you know Daniel Bryan was going to be in the title match all along and Ronda Rousey uh, was supposed to look weak and then they make her look strong. This is the opposite. This article is saying that Vince McMahon saw the crowd's reaction to to Roman and then they decided to go with Brock Lesnar. No, that does not. I I like. I can't believe the stories you told, and I can't believe that someone's running out to the ring midway through the WrestleMania main event, and Vince is going, all right, change it. I can't, no. We can't have the crowd booing Roman Reigns. Like, what? That's not, anyway, that's what I read. That didn't happen. They they <coughs> did do, however, this, this one-month extension of Brock Lesnar's contract. Roman will win at the Royal Rumble. Um... The one-month extension of Brock Lesnar's contract, which wasn't detailed when they said they re-signed Brock Lesnar. Uh, that just means they put it off. But at the time, before I knew all of this, uh, before I knew it was a one-month extension, it was, it, was, it was exciting because I like seeing Roman lose, uh, only because it's, it's different. Um, you know, now you're kind of getting this thought that he loses all the time, but now we're going back-to-back on the idea of I don't want to see Roderick Strong in every single title match or every opportunity to get into a title match. And I don't need to see Roman Reigns in that either. So it's, I get it. Now we're seeing Roman lose all the time, uh, it seems, uh, when it when it comes to the big, you know, they want to just keep pushing it off. And we just kept saying, yeah, Roman's losing now because he's going to win at WrestleMania and it won't matter. We'll just forget all this. And, um, you know, like I said a couple weeks ago, right when, right when Roman started winning the uh, Elimination Chamber match and all of a sudden everything that had happened to Roman, Roman um, didn't hurt and everything that Braun Strowman was able to work through didn't matter anymore. Uh, you know, you just saw that turn and it just got so boring and you were like, oh, great. Yeah, like you knew it was coming, but man, is this not fun. And now... Like, you were waiting in that, that Brock Lesnar match uh, to see everything turn around for Roman. And I, I, I thought we were going to see it when he, he was all bloodied up, which was pretty cool. And, uh, you know, you were kind of like, all right, this is what's going to turn it on. He's, he's, he's really battered, beaten, and um, he comes out with some Superman punches and some spears. And it, it, it just it still wasn't enough to take down the Beast. So it'll be... Uh, I, I do think he's going to win at this, this greatest Royal Rumble. I, I don't... I, I'm going to trust the, the, the dialogue that Brock Lesnar's extension is only for one month. I'm not trusting the dialogue that that match was changed midway through. Um, um, but I mean, yeah, I, I think it's still inevitable that uh, Roman Reigns is our champion going into the uh, late spring, summer months. But... Um, that that match will be memorable for me because of that that blood that was in it, and uh, the fact that I get to see Roman get pinned one more time. Oof. <clears throat> um, the reason I don't 
like the outcome as much uh, as you is... I mean, I like to watch Roman lose as much as the next guy, but I'm tired of the Universal Championship being off TV all the time. Um, it, it just feels like... Uh, I don't know, these other wrestlers kind of have to toil away you know, until Brock decides he wants to show up again. Um, I'm just kind of... I think that storyline's getting kind of stale. I'm kind of tired of him just... Um, you know, essentially squashing Roman, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, Rollins, Ambrose, Cena, Triple H, Undertaker. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for that to end. I wouldn't be so upset if Roman Reigns was our, our champion for a while. Because then at least, you know, when he loses, um, it's kind of that, that trickle-down effect, like where you have, you know, the there's the mighty monster that holds the title, and then as you, you kind of go down the tiers, if one guy below him wins it, then it's a little a little bit more believable. You know, if Daniel Bryan, for example, were to get traded to Raw, like he's, good God, got no, no shot, you know, physically when you look at the two people of beating Brock. But, you know, if, you know, Seth can maybe pin Roman, and then Daniel could credibly pin Seth kind of deal. You know, that... that that keeps the sport looking a little bit more legitimate. Uh, no, Brock, it just I, feels I, like you're you're so limited. Like you have to pick the biggest people in the company, and then all he does is just mash them. Um, I'm ready for that to end. I, I after weeks of Roman, you know, getting handcuffed and he's stuck to a stretcher and he's getting thrown off of cliffs and and then he you know eats all these finishers and then he takes the Randy Orton spot with the the uh, bear bare right. elbow um you know the bit you know roman's got the big potato on his forehead come monday um the guy's taking a lot of crap uh for our entertainment um so i feel like he's definitely you know trying to earn his keep uh he's he's definitely taking the bumps um for our for our enjoyment um that's why i i you know it, for me i think that's what they were trying to do is make it look like you know he's a tough guy um for me that Mm -hmm. was a successful um tool putting him through hell again with brock um because for me it it did it did show me that roman like the man is you know uh uh, committed to this company um so i i probably won't boo him as hard um i i you know again i i understand what you're saying but i think this comes back to how did you really want to see like the end of this just turned into all right two superman punches then a spear and then a pin and then it's over like it, it's just that is tired that is boring that is something like that is the whole reason i thought aj styles and nakamura should have ended the night um and that match did not make my top five unforgettable moments because that match was kind of a bummer um but like and, and that could have been the change Make that, you know, make that an hour-long match and don't have it end, you know, with one fucking finisher. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, that's well, a whole other argument, but that's... My, my thing is that this match was unforgettable because it didn't just give you the regular Roman Reigns ending, and, and that's why I'm going to come back to it. And yes, there's, there's storylines, there's things coming up in the future, um... You know, that we... And like I said, Roman's winning this title before the end of the month. Uh, but... And, and it is better, you know, to have Roman Reigns hold the title. 
But I think for WrestleMania, that that match would have been one hell of a groan ending to just see it end, you know, if, if it was just Superman punch spear. So the fact that it didn't end like that is what is what I'm going to remember it by. And, and this is going to be something where I've gone back and watched the uh, uh, John Cena and Brock Lesnar matches because um, the, they're just fun to watch. No, they're not the most technically sound. Uh, they're always pretty clumsy, but it it's... Damn it, you know, I'm not watching UFC. <laughs> watching sports entertainment, and that, that match is something I'll, I'll definitely come back to. Well, I'm going to say moment moment three for me then um, was Nakamura punching AJ Styles in the balls. That, that uh, like we were trying to figure out, you know, in the weeks leading up to WrestleMania, how are they going to tell the storyline? It's just this... Two gentlemen, you know, doing a duel, and, you know, good luck to you, sir. Well, same to you, good man. You know, it, not a lot of drama in that. You know, it's just going to end in polite clapping and, hooray, you both did a great job. You know, only one of you could win. Oh, gee. Oh, somebody took a pin. Well, here's your title. And then, wha-bam, right in the balls. <laughs> it's just something that, because we, we all know that like going forward that we want to keep this going i think that the best way to do it would have been from the get-go to decide like a, a a face and a heel even when they you know like cena and aj when they set up that feud um everybody still rooted for aj and they still booed cena but cena was right. still you know traditionally yeah. the face aj was taking the heel route um cheating with the bullet club stuff like that i don't know i i, th- I just think it would be an easier route to book I feel like the nut punch heard around the world is something that, you know, going forward, you were wondering why, uh, you know, this wasn't the main main event, you know, over Brock and right. Roman. And I think now that you have this extra um, bit of storyline, I think you can get away with putting it at the end. Um, you know, especially when you think about um, what I would say is like number two on my list i know we got to get to your three but just kind of you know we'll go back to you real quick um where you talk about like that emotional payoff so i think you can definitely start to get to that that on a on a wrestling card an emotional payoff match yeah between aj nakamura but yeah what was what's your number three from the weekend uh my number three was the ic championship match um I, that's that's another one where you know if we're going by the formula, what am I going to go back and watch multiple times? It's uh, Balor, Miz, and Rollins. Um, that was just that was good old fashioned storytelling. That was good old fashioned uh, wrestling. Um, it, it, it was it was something where even though I I I think I think I wanted to see Balor with that title. Um, and I think I would have been... That guy needs some gold. It's been forever. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I kind of wrote uh, one of my articles, uh, or one of the uh, works I did was, uh, you know, why why should Balor win, why should Miz win, and why should Rollins win? And the one I had the most trouble with was Rollins. Um, and I, I just, I I don't, I, I kind of feel like he's hitting that, you know, as, we, as, as we've talked about before, you've, you, you can become Teflon, you can be... Chris Jericho and lose a million times, and everybody still holds holds you in high regard. Um, Rollins, I think, could have been at that point, especially in a triple threat match. Uh, but Finn, I I don't 
I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of him holding some gold. Um, and we're going to talk about this later, who's moving from uh, Raw to SmackDown. And I, I think that, that might be part of the reason why uh, he didn't win. But I, I just, it, it was Rollins to me that made the least sense to win the match. But even with that being said, uh, I still loved it. It's, it's one where I, there's three guys in the ring that I respect a ton. And uh, even even going forward, I know I know something's gonna happen with these three guys. Um, at least you know some combination of them, um, and and that's that's something I'm looking forward to too. Um, but yeah, uh, again, th- there's there's a ton of spots in this match. But if I, I just want to go out and, and talk about you know what am I gonna go back and watch again because it was just that great, and uh, and of course comparing it to uh, to everything else on that card. Uh, that's that's definitely going to be one of them for me. Yeah, um, <clears throat> in this match, I don't think there was a necessarily a loser. Um, I think taking the belt and putting it on Seth, what that means is you have him like guaranteed to prominently feature on pay per views going forward. Um, and I think it means you can start to move into that storyline with Miz versus Daniel Bryan, um, which is. Man, is that going to be money? Um, like I, I can't wait for that. But for Balor, you know, if we're if we're kind of looking into the crystal ball and you know seeing that this Lesnar reign has to end at some point, and at some point you have to get somebody cheering against you know uh, you know Roman getting all the booze. At some point, you know, I can kind of see Finn Balor, uh, you know, potentially fighting for you know maybe maybe bigger gold than the Intercontinental Belt. Because Rollins, he's, he's already established himself. He's been a uh, tag team champion. He's been a U.S. title holder, uh, WWE world champion, universal champion. He's got everything. He's he's set. You know, he's at that upper level. Yeah. It doesn't matter if he wins the WWE title again. He's, he's just that good. Um, but I think if you'd given Finn the Intercontinental belt and had him hold it for a while, um... It's something where it kind of would have made him look a little more mid-cardy, I think. Yeah. So at this point now, he's kind of got some free reign to maybe climb the ladder, um, ascend it a little bit, and maybe he'll be next in line, you know, in the next month or two to be fighting for the Universal belt. Yeah, and, and as we'll be discussing, too, like, all, all of this, like, after Rollins wins and after WrestleMania's over, and now that we're past SmackDown uh, and, and Raw this week, you know, everything you can kind of... You can kind of see why it even makes a little bit more sense, because um, now Miz looks like he might be destined to do some more, uh, you know, different feuds uh, in the in the near future. Maybe not in the very very near future, but uh, sometime over the summer, probably something with DB and then uh, Balor. I still I can you, you can kind of sniff a move coming as well in the in the in the shuffle and Rollins. Rollins is someone that can keep that that icy title uh, important to the fans. You know, keep it keep it relevant. So if, if he's holding the title, uh, we know that it means something to uh, the writers. It means something to the the upper echelon of the superstars. And if he if he defends that with uh, respect and and I'm about to use this word honor, um, you know, it'll it'll keep it important for us. It'll keep it uh, it'll keep it in that in that high level. I think the Miz brought it up to. Where, where we want to see who's going to be in those matches. Um, yeah. Jeez, cat's scaring the shit out of me. Um, but, yeah, that, that, that's that's my number three. And then your number two, I think uh, you were hinting at probably 
Gargano and Champa. Well, yeah, it was a damn, damn fine bit of wrestling there. Um, that was also my number two. It it was uh, I don't know how we didn't guess it. Um, yeah, everything else on that NXT card was uh, oriented towards gold. Um, the first North American title holder. Um, you know, had the culmination of that Andre the Giant, or uh, excuse me, Dusty Rhodes Classic. Um, you know, and then the eventual tag team uh, belts were also up for grabs. Yeah. Um, you know, we had the uh, women's championship uh, up for grabs. Uh, Shayna Baszler had her best match um, against Ember Moon. Uh, Moon had a hell of a showing in her her last her last uh, go in NXT. But um, oh, and obviously Aleister Black uh, got to take down uh, Cien Almas, um, which was a fine match. Um, yeah, that's a good one for it. I think Almas just kind of has. You know, kind of has that, that issue. He's just not as charismatic as Nakamura, and they both kind of have that language barrier. So we'll see with Almas going forward what he can do. Um, exciting for Aleister Black, you know, to finally get the strap, because that's... <laughs> um, just a, a hell of a striker. So it's going to be really fun to see him going forward with the belt. Um, but, yeah, the emotional, the big emotional storyline, um, you know, approximately a year uh in the works you know after Trampa got hurt last yeah. year in that uh, tag team uh title match um it was Ch- Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano and you know we knew from the you know from the start that Gargano's going over um he's you don't have a you don't build a guy up for a whole year you know like he he's starting as a singles competitor and he forgets how to win matches or something I don't know if you remember that storyline where he was on a losing streak of like four weeks in a row or something <laughs> like that. Um, and then, uh, uh, you know, he had the feud with Cien Almas uh, where he was 0 for 5 in that one. A lot, a lot of losses this year for Johnny Wrestling. Uh, but yeah. uh, uh, eventually there's some interference by Ciampa and we got to get that storyline going again and Gargano was fired. He was coming out of the crowd in a luchador mask. Um you know, to get revenge on Ciampa, and Ciampa had the silent promos, it was just pure hatred from the crowd, pure venom, just booing, hissing, jeering, um, so this storyline, you put a year into building, um, and these guys did not disappoint at all, um, you know, it was, it was maybe one of the better matches, you know, you'll ever, ever see as far as WWE-owned programming goes, um, you know, between the, the commentary, the two two wrestlers, the crowd engagement, just A-plus work all around. So it's it's definitely something I'm going to take another, you know, 30 to 40 minutes out of my life, periodically, probably like once a year or so, uh, that I will not regret using that time for. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, same thing here. It's why it's my number two. And, and it's, we were trying to figure out what the match card was going to line up with uh, last week. It's just... To, to me, I, I knew Gargano was going to win. I didn't think it would be this level of excitement. Um, and, I, and I think both of these guys are very talented uh, superstars. Like, don't get me wrong there. But, um, yeah, it just kind of felt like uh, the writing was on the wall. And they were just going to end the feud uh, the way, I guess, the way normally we see these feuds 
get ended. You know, you just get to see the the face walk away triumphant. But uh, in this one, we didn't get to see that, uh, or just that. Sorry, um, it, it was it was just so much more, and and for it to be for it to be something where I don't, you know, like it doesn't get the the TV time or the coverage you're gonna see on a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown feud because even with NXT you go you go a whole week and you don't even see a feud talked about uh, because you know the way the programming works with one hour you've got to get recaps with those videos um, and, and in my head I just expected it to be a filler match for Takeover and it was an opportunity for Ciampa and Gargano to continue their you know continue their career move on to the next big thing. Um, I, I don't know what it means, uh, going forward. I think that's interesting. Um, I know in the superstar shakeup, they like to do an NXT call up, which I think we'll get into in a minute of how many there were <coughs> yeah. on Monday and Tuesday. But, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see Gargano too, only because I don't, I don't know how you make that work with storyline of him getting fired. Uh, the unsanctioned match I think is in reference to the fact that he's not technically an NXT superstar, something like that. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, and, and the brutality of the match, and the you know that it's also a nod to how uh, how these guys are just going to destroy each other, um, and they did. Uh, but overall, yeah, A plus again. That was when it when it comes to uh, those matches that you're going to keep coming back to and watching, you know, I talk about this, this is kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum of, of Lesnar and, and Reigns where, uh, I, I thought that was fun to watch and I'll watch it again. Yeah. Uh, for the surprise, uh, for Lesnar tossing around Roman for Roman getting all bloodied. Like that was, that was a lot of story, not a lot of technicality. Uh, and then Gargano Champa, I think is just, I mean, that's, that was pure pro wrestling gold. Uh, yeah. A lot of a lot of drama in that too. Don't get me wrong there, but you know when it when it comes to what what the talent level is in the ring of um, you know what what's your expertise, uh, it definitely draws that 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 clearer line of how these are on opposite sides of the spectrum. But yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. Gargano and Champa, number two. Yeah, um, number one. I don't think I need a, a whole lot to say. Have to say a whole lot about it, but um, definitely you know like. Looking in, you know, the WWE Network and just, you know, months and months of footage you could be just sitting there watching. Um, but I'm going to be returning to, you know, Daniel Bryan uh, fighting again at WrestleMania. Uh, I think they open it up really strongly, too, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn uh, dropping some finishers on Daniel to, again, really make him look like the underdog. You know, he's had to, you know, eat some some tough moves on the outside of the ring. Um, before making his return and, uh, you know, getting the yes kicks in and locking in the, the yes lock. And, um, yeah, it, it didn't look like he'd missed a step. Like, the, the two, man, it's so hard to pick the most Im- impressive performances from that weekend. But um, probably just seeing Daniel Bryan after that, you know, retirement. Um, he and Ronda Rousey, I feel, really stole the show. And it, it um kind of followed suit with what we're talking about in our in moment number two um you know as far as an emotional payoff was you know seeing ronda rousey finally get back at you know her bosses and then seeing um daniel bryan get get back against um you know his body failing him 
and still looking like a million bucks, still, uh, you know, doing his most of the physically demanding moves that he's done in the past. You know, with those running drop kicks, he's he's sprinting, he's jumping off the top rope, he's doing hurricane ranas, he's, um, you know, even his offense looks like because he's, you know, he's um, like a uh, his stature is not super big, obviously. Yeah. It looks like it hurts him, but he just looked like Daniel Bryan. It didn't look like a new, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, like Undertaker's had to take it easy, um, you know, the past couple of years because he's, he's an old man. You know, he can't quite do the, the moves that he used to do, which right. uh, he undid this, <laughs> uh, uh, doing old school off the turnbuckles and also doing the, the, the jumping, running clothesline. Um, he looked like Undertaker of, you know, 10 years ago. But, yeah, Daniel looked like Daniel Bryan. Um, so I'm excited to see, you know, maybe an actual finish to a match. Because I know at SmackDown he got to debut um, and do battle with AJ Styles. But, you know, that was just for a storyline. Right, um, right. To get Nakamura punching some more balls. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's cool that this is normal again. Like, Daniel's back. Like, I'm excited to watch Raw, to watch, you know, Miz, Seth Rollins... I'm excited to turn on SmackDown to see more than just AJ and Nakamura. Now I can turn it on and watch Daniel Bryan. So. Yeah, I, it makes me wonder too. Like, how long has he been ready to go? Because he's he's had to to have been training uh, get to get ring ready <coughs> ring ready again uh, for a while. Because uh, when you go that long without doing it, I I, I can't imagine. That with the the storylines they've always built with these guys that they're you know they're superheroes. You know, that he just, uh, he was able to come back and be Daniel Bryan, which is a brilliant way to bring him back. You know, make, get him training, don't have him come back and be, you know, uh, or not not running through everything that Daniel Bryan is known for. Have him do every little bit of it. Um, I, I wonder, uh, and they did a great job of that. that that's basically what I'm, I'm throwing out there. I'm glad that they did give him time to, to get ready and get set. Um, do you think there was a better way to bring Daniel Bryan back? Is this, like, when we go back and watch it, this match will be special because Daniel came back, but should there have been something more important for Daniel to fight for? Not, not necessarily something more important. I don't know if I would have opened up necessarily with, um, you know, like that Miz match. I think that's something you can kind of let simmer for a little while. Um, this... Like, putting him in a tag match, too, to just kind of give us a little taste, you know, instead of a full, you know, 30-minute one-on-one. Um, especially since the storyline is it, you know, came out of nowhere because he was the GM. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a huge issue with it. The only thing is it, it still it still just kind of makes me, you know, roll my eyes a little bit that, you know, the, the boss's kid gets to hang out with, you know, the, the product. Yeah, and three of the best superstars. <laughs> on the roster yeah like every year shane is getting these incredible he's got such a wrestlemania resume um i know we've touched on it before but you know he gets to fight you know uh undertaker he gets to fight aj he gets to team up with daniel bryan like like, yeah, go, like goldust will never know that you know what i mean like goldust is a long time you know lifetime wrestler and he's never gonna have a a, a resume as impressive as shane and shane can barely wrestle yeah, I hope they put him in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I want to get I want to get into that in a minute. 
Um, and I, my number one, we can actually jump right into it because my number one is a mix of something you've already talked about. Um, but number one for me and what I'll go back and watch and love is the domination uh, of the weekend by the Undisputed Era and uh, Adam Cole holding two titles. How much fun is that? Uh, but we already talked about it. That was my number one. I'll, I'll probably go back and watch that a ton. Um, I love the surprise of Adam Cole winning the, the North American title. I love the surprise of, of Roddy Strong uh, helping out. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, just making sure Roddy Strong doesn't win a title. That was great. Uh, but going back to Goldust, never getting a chance to wrestle with these guys. Mike, there were and – and I don't know how much more time you have – because I, I know you got you have chores to do, but we can touch on this. Yeah. Um. Uh. We kind of built the list here. Uh. Authors of Pain, Peyton Rice and Billy Kay. Yep. No Way Jose. Yep. War Raiders. Yep. Uh, well, that's more NXT. Uh. Uh. Ember Moon. Yep. Bobby Lashley, Jeff Hardy, and Samoa Joe. God damn. Uh, <laughs> that's a lot of new people. Let's yeah, and then we have to not forget that Daniel Bryan just came back. Yep. Um, it's just you've still got on the roster Big Show and Big Cass who do not have like a feud or a match right now. I can imagine Big Cass getting the release, no problem. But is that what we want? Well, I don't think anyone's really gonna miss Big Cass. Um. Like on that list too, we still gotta we we gotta find some room for Dean Ambrose uh, when he comes back. But yeah, SmackDown. Uh, did they have anybody new? They had Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Uh, that was it. So I wouldn't be surprised if if SmackDown was Gargano, because then you could have all those kind of you know two two hundred two ten to like two twenty five wrestlers um, all on the same show. Um, the Daniels, yeah. the Nakamuras, the AJs, the Dillingers, uh, and now you could have Gargano on there. Um, and that's that kind of adds to, you know, you're talking about when Brock has the title, he's he's not going to lose to, you know, a man he's almost 100 pounds heavier than. Um, you know, with, right. with the speed that he has, so... On uh, SmackDown, I think it's going to make the title, world title pictures a little a little more wide open. Um, just because everybody's kind of on the same playing field shape-wise. But yeah, that's that's a lot of debuts. Most of those for Raw, um, with Lashley, Hardy, No Way Jose, uh, Ember, and then Authors of Pain. As far as, you know, worrying about, is it is it too cluttered? I mean, I think we're almost at that, that week. God, goodness gracious. Um, where some people will probably be, you know, getting their pink slips, and I, I wouldn't be surprised, again, if it was um, big cast in that group. But at least, at least they're in slightly different places. Like Authors of Pain, you know, that's the tag team division. They needed it. Yeah. It does mean that the Revival is probably never going to win the belts. But uh, I think is is whenever you can add another woman to the division, that helps. Because it always feels embarrassing. I, I still go back to that SmackDown moment when they, they said, we're going to get the whole roster out here. And it was like six women. Yeah. That was embarrassing. So it's kind of nice that, you know, now you have Ember Moon, you know, jumping jumping in the fray. Or if you go to SmackDown, you still have the Riot Squad. And now you also have Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. 
So it looks like it's, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, some elbows you got to throw while you're out, you're jacking for position. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not too upset in that regard. Um, it's just a little weird, like on Monday Night Raw, I, I can't believe that Lashley's going to be going for the, uh, uh, Universal title or Jeff Hardy's too old. Definitely not No Way Jose. So essentially what you've done is you already had a crowded mid card. Um, you know, when you had at WrestleMania, you had to do a triple threat for the Intercontinental belt. Now you've got mm -hmm. essentially three more faces um, who could be shooting for that. Um, so for WWE, I think it's, uh, you know, as, a, as the. Uh, as the company, it's kind of nice to have options, and you can kind of have guys run out, and it's a little bit of a surprise, but, man, like, person to person, trying to get TV time for all those guys seems seems pretty tough. And I mean, like, yeah, like good TV time, not, you know, six on six, all the faces versus all the heels match. Yeah, and, I, I, like, I, I, think, I think this might mean maybe the end of 205 Live being on Monday Night Raw and maybe you give more time to the tag team division, give more time to uh, the the women's division. I I don't know, like I I, I just like where do, where do Gallows and Anderson go? Are they they just they're going to SmackDown to fight the Bludgeon Brothers? Uh, I I mean those opportunities are out there. Um, I don't know. To me, I, I like I, I I tried to dissect it. I tried to think about some of the guys that, that would get called up, but then I also started thinking about guys that just should get an opportunity and and don't. And it just I, I guess it's exciting. This is what pro wrestling is. Most of it is you know it's it's about that excitement and and the call ups and you know it's just it, it to me they do it every year now, so it's not. It's not as exciting. It's it, we all knew that Ember Moon was coming out. Uh, you could just ask the the crowd while Nia Jax was about to announce her. So is it a surprise? No. Are people reacting the way they wanted them to? You know, the way the WWE wanted them to react? Yeah, they did. People got on their feet and went nuts as if they didn't, as if they weren't just chanting Ember Moon's name for five minutes. Um, which is kind of weird to me, but you know, like they they know they they played the role right, but um, you know now that just means a uh, girl like Becky Lynch is that much further away from a title shot because you've got at the top um, Nia Jax and and Charlotte, and then right below that you've still got rematches, and you know below that you've got other. I mean, oh shoot, and I'm forgetting that Carmella won uh, the title. Yeah, so that now was pretty cool. You're going down, boom, boom, boom. You've got layers here where Becky Lynch is doing nothing relevant, and she's arguably, to me, the most talented wrestler on that SmackDown roster. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where you fit everybody. Uh, I know you said the roster is small. Um, but do you need a big roster of people that are not on TV? Because you got to add a title, maybe. Um, you gotta, you gotta give oh, them God. more time. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know what you do with, with, with two hours of, of pro wrestling and a bunch of guys that already aren't getting time. Uh, I mean, and when I say guys, I mean guys and gals. Um, and it just, ah, 
I, I was hoping. I was hoping <laughs> that this would be when they, they kind of calmed down and and, uh, and didn't do all the call-ups, well, but it's... You know what I would do? I, I would kind of... Mm, I would try to look at it in a positive light. I, it does seem cluttered, but I think what it can do is if you have a large enough roster, it's... Uh, it's it's kind of taking the NXT approach, where some weeks you wouldn't see Adam Cole because you you only had an hour and you wanted to showcase everybody. So now you can kind of let some of these guys kind of be on the back burner um, and not overexpose them. Right. So you know maybe you only see Authors of Pain every other week, maybe you only see Samoa Joe you know every other week. Um, no way Jose doesn't have to come out and dance every week. You know, you can kind of have a low moment in the show and, you know, inject it, you know, with uh, this guy's high-energy, you know, entrance. Um, you know, Jeff Hardy we don't need to see every week. Um, you know, kind of let him come in and do a whisper in the wind, you know. Um, and Peyton Royce and Billy Kay, you know, they 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 have some extra competition now. So maybe maybe with, you know, a, a little bit deeper roster, you're not going to see the... Um, the matchups get stale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you could see them kind of kind of climb the ladder with, you know, instead of just, you know, you know, just battling Charlotte, you know, you can also see them have to, you know, make their way through Bailey, through, you know, like the Sashas, the Naomis, the Beckys, um, you know, all, all those different tiers. So... I'd say I'd say that's kind of the benefit of getting it to um, like an NXT point where you you don't have to see the exact same people doing the exact same segments, you know, starting at you know eight p.m. and then you know who's going to come at you know ten o'clock and stuff like right. that. Um, kind of mix it up. It kind of it kind of gives you that that flexibility to you know kind of kind of reshuffle the deck a little bit. But uh, with that said, you know we still have the. Uh, doomsday coming where you know probably gonna see some people get released here um, yeah <laughs> i mean that that's something so, that uh you know would be some when you, when you think about it a guy i don't know like titus worldwide where does that where does that group <coughs> go where does ty dillinger go uh probably the end of gold dust um i don't know why big show got re-signed i don't know where he goes you know like i i <sighs> It's just it, yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a lot to me. Everybody's got a job to do. Um, I you know I'd say Big Show would be a cool way to get Bobby Lashley over again as being strong. You know, without having to sacrifice like, you know, Braun Strowman or Roman or Bray. You know, you could sacrifice Big Show because that's that's all he's really got to do. You know, just be big and get the younger guys over. Um, it's kind of like how Kane still has a job. I I know you know this. It's just I'm trying to put that you know back in the you know, forefront. Um, so I'm actually, in retrospect, uh, at first I was, I was like, whoa, that's a lot of new guys, but now I'm kind of, I'm kind of on board with it. You know, if we can, um, keep these guys from getting stale, make everybody look fresh, um, maybe that'll help even cut down on injuries and, you know, this is, now we're getting to the point where all the pay-per-views are, are mixed. There's Raw and SmackDown. You know, it could mean that some guys get forgotten, but it also means you kind of have, you know, in case of in case there is an injury, you have somebody in the in your back pocket uh, who you can put in there. It's just like with the NXT roster. Um, you know, it's a good problem to have that you have that much talent. Um, there's there's worse problems to have. You know, like when 
uh, Shane had to fight Undertaker. You know, that was that was a rough year <laughs> when everybody was hurt. But yeah, besides that, um, I know we're, we're kind of pushing it here. We're up over an hour. Um, this week is the draft, Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. Um, just hot tag, if you had to throw five names out there, who do you see getting moved just to, just to kind of help officially keep them fresh? Well, I... Uh... I kind of I have some combos here, so I'm gonna. It's not just single names, uh, but the number five for me, the new day's moving, uh, and I think with the Usos okay. winning the the number one contender spot, that that's that's gonna be official. I, I worry for the SmackDown tag division because I feel like that brought that brought a lot of credibility, uh, but I, I think it's I think it's time. I think the new day are super popular, uh, the the Raw tag division getting a little stale. I mean, Braun Strowman wins at WrestleMania. That says it all. <laughs> uh, that yeah. wasn't a boring match. I was entertained, but that's not, you know, that's not what you should be doing to your tag division. Uh, number four right. uh, I have is uh, Sasha Banks. I, I think she's due for a switcheroo because um, I don't think Bailey moves the needle, and I think Sasha does. And I, I just, I, I think somebody would come over too from SmackDown, but when I talk about the moves I want to see, I think that's one I, I want to see is Sasha Banks moving over. I have KO and Sami Zayn eventually landing in different spots, so it's a weird kind of shake-up uh, answer. So one will go to Raw, one will go, one will go to SmackDown. I'm, I'm guessing uh, just based on booking in the last couple years, it'll be KO on Raw and Sami Zayn will come back to SmackDown. But I, I don't know. I can't. Do they end up in the same spot? Maybe that works too. I, I just obviously they're not going away, so something weird's gonna happen. Uh, number two, Daniel Bryan. Uh, I think AJ's gonna be the one. Uh, like we knew, one of those guys is gonna was gonna move from SmackDown. I think it makes more sense to have Daniel Bryan do it. Kind of kind of shake off the the SmackDown GM job. Just get that Ooh. off your shoulders. And then number one. Um, Daniel Bryan's going to move to Raw, uh, and kind of in a, a similar size and talent, I see Finn Balor moving over to SmackDown, and I, it's not just Balor, I see the whole Balor club moving over, uh, for a storyline that, uh, once AJ is done with Shinsuke, I think, uh, I think we'll see the Balor club step in and, uh, do, do something there. Something, something weird's going to happen. Either they'll, they'll work with AJ or it, or they won't, but... That battle yeah. club is, is working with AJ style in some capacity. Well, <clears throat> um... And yourself? Yeah, um... I'm actually moving... I think officially I'm going to put Asuka on to SmackDown. Um... Let her get that... You know, she's, she's kind of run through the gauntlet on Raw, um, defeating everybody. Um... So kind of give her some fresh opponents on SmackDown. And then we can get... Maybe get that SummerSlam rematch of Asuka versus Charlotte. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm moving the new day. Um, I don't, I don't think it's quite as bleak, um, the tag team division. It's just, for whatever reason, they don't care about the Bullet Club, they don't care about the Revival, they don't give those guys wins. Um, but I think Authors of Pain are still interesting. I think the bar is still interesting. I actually wouldn't be surprised to see them disband, um, especially if New Day comes over, because then you still got Matt Hardy and, uh, Bray Wyatt will be a fun tag team for a little while. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking at AOP, New Day, and Hardy, and Bray, 
then you you know you don't really need the bar anymore. Um, kind of let Sheamus and Cesaro get back to singles competition because you know those guys are really good at their jobs. Um, yeah. So I would do that. Um, do you see them breaking up and feuding one more time? Or I, I wish they could just kind of split amicably, if only because we don't need to see another seven match series between those two guys. Um, <laughs> that would be kind of yeah. funny, though. I'd also move. It it, it seemed like her swan song. Um, Naomi fought Natty one more time. Um, bringing the bringing the glow to Monday Night Raw, I think, would be exciting again. Um, and then my my top two guys. Um, kind of in the same, um, in the same vein as Asuka is Braun Strowman. He has destroyed all the competition, um, on Monday Night Raw, uh, outside of, you know, Brock, um, and, um, you know, occasionally Roman. Um, give Braun some fresh, some fresh victims, um, and I think he's definitely somebody who helps, uh, with SmackDown viewership, because people like watching him destroy things, um, especially like that Mardi Gras float on WrestleMania. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I I would think about moving uh, Daniel Bryan over to Raw. I think that 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 might even be something storyline oriented because we know that um, you know Daniel will will often say things about you know Team Blue and you know he he likes being in the land of opportunity and him being kind of the underdog on Raw. Um, and it's the flagship show, and your most popular wrestler should probably be on there. Um, and I think that's, again, going to be part of that trickle-down once they take the belt off Brock and he goes to do UFC. You know, uh, Brian can be your top face um, and let Roman be your top Cena spot, you know? <laughs> they don't want to call him the top heel, but, you know, he gets the most boos. Um, yeah. And then, of course, Brian, being on Raw, will get to fight The Miz. And that's going to probably be your money feud. Uh, that and then AJ versus Nakamura, you know, will lead us all the way into the summer. Um, so, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. Brian, Strowman, um, Naomi, New Day, and then officially. Um, and Asuka's only five because, you know, she's one of the best, but, you know, she's still formally on Raw. So this is just kind of a formality at this point, putting her on SmackDown. Yeah, I, 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 all of those I, I, I hope do happen. Um, all, all ten, even though we kind of mixed a couple. Um, uh, I, I hope it, I hope it breeds new feuds. Um, jeez, I hope there's enough room for everybody. Uh, all those, <laughs> all the surprises on Monday Night Raw. You know, it, I, I just, I see a guy too. Like, even though we're only talking five. Bobby Lashley comes back to Raw. He seems more like a SmackDown guy to me. I, I, I just, yeah. There's, there's a lot coming. It'll, it'll be more fun to dissect and figure out what's happening going forward once, once that's all set. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's it for me on my end. I hope, uh, I hope everybody's still listening. Yeah, this was a monster episode here. Um, we tried to run through a lot. Um. We know there's, you already had to sit through, what, two, five, no, actually, TakeOver was like three hours, wasn't it? Three, yeah. ten, thirteen, fifteen, essentially sixteen hours of programming this week. And we forgot to mention a tag team. Um, the uh, War Raiders, uh, you probably know them a little bit more, uh, 
little more well-known by their original uh, indie name, War Machine, but we already had Heavy yeah. Machinery. We can't have Heavy Machinery and War Machinery. It's it's too confusing. <laughs> uh, so the War Raiders <laughs> made their debut and uh, squashed my favorite tag team, Heavy Machinery. Um, <laughs> I think after that squash, they should have taken their name back and changed That's Heavy Machinery's name to yeah. the Heavy Raiders. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, one day Heavy Machinery will win. Uh, I love that. Uh, Maybe. I love that Otis doing the uh, worm. It gets me every time. Um, so once again, NXT just you know another another great addition, ho hum, uh, along with EC3 and Ricochet. So uh, smooth sailing, yeah, makes... smooth sailing for NXT. You know, ho hum, another A plus. You know. Yep, and and that that was something too to bring up that War Raiders. I I was wondering if uh, Heavy Machinery was going to get you know the strong man authors of pain push, but. Uh, yep. We got our answer. <laughs> Immediately. No. <laughs> yep. Sorry, guys. All right. Um, that's uh, yep, that's it for me. I hope uh, hope you enjoyed your extra hour and a half of, of wrestling coverage on top of your 16, 17 hours of, of <laughs> pro wrestling on top of that. Um, I, I'm Matt. And, uh, I'm Michael. The other guy. Hey. Yep. Thanks for listening. Uh. Oh, oh God! I didn't even mention my favorite thing this week. Real quick, uh, if you don't, if you if you didn't yet, yeah, <laughs> make sure you watch that that Nakamura promo uh, where Renee Young is asking AJ, um, "Is there anything you want to say after punching AJ Styles in the balls?" And he, I'm so sorry. And then he winks at the camera. Wink. <laughs> Doesn't that seem a little disingenuous? Sorry, don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that I can't. Uh, and by the way, after he did his nut punches on SmackDown, man, I I know he does the gestures every flipping week. You know, before he does the lines up the Kinshasa, he put yeah. some stank on him this week. Like I think he's excited to be a bad guy. I think he was a little bored being a face for what three years. Yeah, yeah. I think he I think he's pumped uh, to keep punching people in the balls. I think I think this is gonna be Nakamura's new thing. He's gonna have a T-shirt with strong style nut punch. I can't wait. <laughs> He's tired of AJ putting those tattoos on his ribs of all his kids. Nakamura's going to put a stop to that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's all for me, buddy. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Come on! Ah! All right. Bye.